Hello, my friends, and welcome. Welcome to the Dad and Sons and OK Podcast Weekly Podcast, starring your dads or your son. I'm George Weedman, and I have my two lovely co-hosts, Liam Edwards and Matt Visual, with me. Why don't we all say hello? Hello there. Hello. Every week, <laughs> we are here to talk to you about games, about life, about love, about weird Netflix series and weird web comics and weird Japanese tourism campaigns and our weird lives as we navigate these weird times. Are we are, are we doing okay this week or are we are we weird? Are we having a weird one or are we having a normal one? We're doing good. Busy, doing okay. Yeah. Some ups, some downs. Could say mm. it's a normal week. Yeah, normal week. The normalcy is steadily starting to to come back. It's 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 flowing in, and I am I am I am here for it. I'm loving it. The weather's finally okay. I see people dining in the food court. It's uh, it's 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 finally starting to come back together. The UK looked like the war had ended yesterday when everything reopened in the UK <laughs> yesterday. Man, those pictures, Jesus! It's like when World War Two ended. It looked like. Did I hear Matt get a microchip? I said I need to get my microchip soon. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't free know free five G for yeah, life, I, sir. Yeah, free five G for life. And my yeah, my insurance say, oh, you can get your mi- free microchip. <laughs> the best, the best meme I saw was um, someone said, "Had my vaccine three hours ago. Woke up and this was on my arm, and it was like a massive tattooed sleeve <laughs> of Bill Gates and Microsoft logos." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the light, light, like dithering and the pixelation <laughs> from the nineties. <90s>. Oh, <laughs> It was so good. So last time when I recorded, I still had the Band-Aid on the spot where they uh, gave me the shot. And when I took the Band-Aid off, I noticed a giant purple rash or like a bruise, a stain. The skin was incredibly disfigured. And then when I peeled the Band-Aid off, I noticed that it was actually just like a little clump of dirt around the Band-Aid's edges. Like inside the Band-Aid, it was fine. It just kind of left behind a a slight like mart of adhesive with the glue. It was fine. It wasn't even a bruise. But it got me for like a few minutes. I was like, "Uh, oh God, is there going to be a huge ugly bruise underneath this thing? And, And it was... It was clear. No side effects. No Good. side effects. You haven't wanted yeah. to play more video games or, you know, purchase Chinese RPGs or anything, have you? I I didn't do the <laughs> Chinese RPG things, but but I mean, since since wrapping up a video, I am looking forward to playing other things, which is funny because I just ended up playing Hitman DLC uh, for, for a chunk of this past week. There really are hundreds of hours of content here. You aren't anything if not consistent, are you, George? Yeah, you're very, uh, very consistent. It it's good stuff. Even the the cheap DLC stuff, where where the levels are like one third of how long they take you for the real ones. It's still it's still really impressive how much detail and heart and humanity they can put into uh into into even the small stuff in Hitman. No, I I actually thought my funniest stories would come from trying to play Valheim in VR. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, it was a matter. It was a matter of time. It really, oh, truly yes. was just a matter yes. of time, wasn't it? So, um, one of the first mods that I put in in Valheim when I was getting into it was the first person mode, which is genuinely helpful for for some situations in that game, but also pretty janky because uh, occasionally you see your your torch fly into your hand and stuff. Um, into your head. 
when you turn on the janky fan made unofficial VR mod, uh, something is wrong at every camera angle. You gotta you gotta readjust the camera, <laughs> float the camera back into the nub of your dis uh, decapitated Viking's neck to to make sure that you're seeing the correct spot. Is everything's made of really massive polygons? And <laughs> that view must be really hard to see. It's it's not the polygons. It's it's the frame rate, which you would think the oh. the massive polygons with low res textures would help. But yeah, um, you know, according according to the the jargon I see on the Twitter, the the developers need to um, what's what what do they say in the industry? Press optimize. the optimize button. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they gotta press the optimize button. Does it even have mod support, or is this just people hacking it? It's not great mod support. You have to install, for any of these mods, you have to install BeepinX. A, a, uh, BeepinX. Uh, that sounds uh, like uh, a virus, if ever I heard of one. <laughs> it's not a vi- Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, 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 and you can tell it's not a virus, because in order to download the 3 megabyte file from Nexus Mods, you have to you make to a, pay $300. An, an account. <laughs> No, you have to go past a nag screen that asks you, oh, do you want to pay your $3 a month subscription to get priority high-speed downloads? And the download is like a 3 megabyte DLL folder. <laughs> yeah, you have to install BeepinX, which is a, a wrapper for mod support in Valheim. It doesn't doesn't come right out of the box with uh, with... With an easy click and drag process, you have to click and drag one other thing to make it an easy click and drag process. And then once you're there, every time you change the camera angle, you kind of have to adjust the camera to make sure your VR head is positioned inside your Viking's uh, neck nub. The frame rate is actually unplayable. Uh, you know, when you start building up a player structure in Valheim, the game's frame rate tanks far, far below whatever you see in the beautiful untouched nature. Uh, the beautiful untouched nature was giving me about mid-twenties FPS. When I was running around my home base in VR, I was getting, uh, it, it had to have been the teens. I have not played a VR game with that low of a frame rate, uh, ever. It was, it was very, very nauseating and disorienting. However, when you get out in the ocean and your camera is looking at a whole bunch of nothing... The frame rate does extend to a much more playable area where I could close my eyes and visualize a Valheim VR working better. Why, why would sailing... you close your eyes? Wouldn't that defeat the purpose of being in VR? But the thing is, the purpose of being in VR at this point might as well just be proof of concept. It is just to, <laughs> so that you can close your eyes and imagine it working better. So you could it have... is just proof that it works so at you could all. Have... <laughs> you could have not gone through the whole process and just closed your eyes and imagined it anyway. Well, if you close your eyes and imagine what sailing in Valheim in VR is like, you might picture something pretty cool, and this is proof that that it was pretty cool. Most importantly, did you chop down a tree and make it fall on you? I uh, yes, actually. Yes, and, and that's more like it. Your health bar is a tiny little thing in your peripheral vision that it, it's easy to lose track of, and death's always caught me off guard. Anyways, the one cool thing about Valheim in VR is sailing. Sailing in Valheim VR has a good sense of scale. Sailing in Valheim VR gives you good sail scale. Sail in Valheim VR for sail scale. Sail in Valheim VR for scale scale. <laughs> sail in Valheim VR for sail scale. Uh, the waves are huge. They look like hills and mountains are forming and, and decreasing and, and swelling and 
sucking right next to you. It's uh it's a very intimidating um one of those like primordial fears that you get from VR that you don't get in a uh pancake game is the fear of having a giant wave appear and crash right next to you. There hasn't been a ship game in VR yet? I'm surprised it did feel like a kind of yeah. new sensation that you'd think there would uh been one. There would be a few games. Motion is difficult in VR, so I imagine yeah, that's why. I imagine yeah. like the idea of a rocky boat in water yeah. with Cthulhu coming out of the waves. Not the greatest, I think, for VR, <laughs> really, unless you get it nailed right. Did you feel sick at all? Yes. Well, more, <laughs> more so because of the frame rate than, than uh, anything else. I, I have my VR legs at this point, but that frame rate is ah, is your not, sea legs, the VR not legs. Conducive. <laughs> Did you god mode it? No, no, no. Oh, and you know what, though? Oh. Because if I did decide to fly around, it would probably be way better for the frame rate than the more legitimate <laughs> gameplay I was trying to do. I think you would immediately the fog. <laughs> you would throw up so fast, I think. Like, God mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> I don't understand, uh. because, like, I guess to fly those drones um, with one of those VR headsets, you had to have like some mega legs, you know, some mega VR legs, because you're you're not believing that you're the drone and flying like you can't do that as a human. That's true. So, That's know. true. I don't know, but with like drone footage, it's two D, right? It's not in three D space. Oh, is Whereas... it two D? I never, I've never wore one. But I thought it was like I guess, so it's I guess just it's, like a screen in front, right? It's uh, not VR, like it's not a 360 camera. I don't think there probably okay. are some. But well, I think traditionally yeah, it's just a camera, where, and you not. have the. Oh, uh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. But but I think it's more the the uh, the uh, like you have to control it with your hands, right? So how would you yeah. see it? So I think it's the com the convenience of like putting it in your face so you can see where it's going. Yeah, the POV. Yeah, the POV, yeah. So, so you basically have a, a spy cam from Perfect Dark. Nice. I'm, I'm killing it with my references. If it did get like an official VR support, could you see yourself building giant houses in... Yeah. They just got to press the optimize button. But in Valheim, it's kind of janky. Like you can jump around your little Viking all over the place like he's kind of broken in Minecraft, right? There's no... There's no real grounding of the character, right? You can sort of just hover over stuff and move really quickly. How well would that transfer to VR, though, for building houses? Eh. Oh, for building, I, I didn't try to do any serious building gameplay, but one thing that I really, really love in VR is exploring a customized player-built area, like, like in The Sims or in Minecraft. There's something extra cozy about seeing a player-made building in VR. It, it makes it like a little more real in, in your mind. You, you look at something that's to life-size that uh, is, is like, like right there, chest level with you, looking eye to eye. And there's a little part in your brain that goes, I built that. That's cool. And, and, and the rest of your brain just smiles. Yeah. That, I can imagine the tools, if you know, you, they could convert those tools to work with VR, kind of interactable. You know, in Valheim, it kind of works like if it, w it was on a tether similar to how VR works already. Does it kind of work one-to-one -one already? 
Uh, one to one. Like you know, like, like if you think of the fireplace in VR, right? Like the fire pit. It kind of is a, a tether oh. that you can move around in front of you. Like I think you would if you were using VR, you know, controls. Like like how how the scale of everything looks, or just the way you move it in front of you. I mostly used a first person mode, but there is a third person mode where my brain was giving me the toyetic sensation where it looked like a little toy character was walking around underneath me with um how detailed that game gets with the metal shading on your character's armor. Uh, it looked really cool. Um, but You mean if you have matte level armor? Right, right. If you have matte armor, you have a cool little glinting, reflecting toy <laughs> running around underneath <laughs> you. But most of the time I was playing in the first person mode, which is also unofficial and fan made and janky uh as well because sometimes you have your your weapons and your torches clip into your character's point of view but it really really all comes together at the sailing that is where the proof of concept was the the smoothest and most playable and the scale was most impressive too like like seeing a big sail kind of get in your way so you have to crane your head left or right to look around it to see what's ahead of the boat is a neat sensation it reminded me that that there is a lot of cool stuff that that vr games still have yet to explore and like an interesting sailing adventure is is one of them right oh there's so much man i want to see the, those gods i want to see the gods in in all their splendor Oh yeah, the elder, like a, just a walking tree in the woods. Azeroth. Azeroth. Wrath? Asgard's <laughs> Azeroth's Wrath. Wrath. As Asgard's that Fury, is that was yeah, yeah. Norse Norse mythology on the Oculus store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play as a god. That's what Fiona's good at. Interactivity and sense of scale, right? Yeah. People yes. need to explore those concepts. Yeah. The magical moment that's defining the generation, I think, is is when you uh, uh get on Google Earth VR and zoom out and see the whole planet. Yes, that was one of the best. That was one of the best moments for me. Holy crap, that was incredible. Being able to internalize how big you are compared to the planet we all live on is yeah, even like the towns powerful. you know so well, you know that you think are small and you compare like your tiny body to the scale of these tiny towns compared to the cities that surround them and then the country and then, oh, God. It really <laughs> does, does help put, put you, things into put perspective. You in perspective. Yep, yep. Mm. So we, yeah, we, 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 we don't have a, a chock full of, of small talk topics. We're not, we're not bursting at I, the seams. I, I, I got, I got. That's got a few. As always. But Black Hawk and Winter Soldier, I got uh, Nexal. Wait, Winter Soldier, and I did got. Did you just? Huh? Did you just see Winter Soldier? Black Black Hawk and and Winter Soldier. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's that's one movie, not two. I thought you were talking about Black no, it's Hawk a, it's a show. and Winter Soldier. Okay, okay, on. never. I I have no idea. I know. Wait. I know you don't. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, I just Googled the game that Matt's been playing, and it looks like the biggest Pokemon ripoff I've ever seen. Matt, yeah, I want to hear about this. What the fuck so is Nexomon? It's Pokemon. Nexomon? What I never the knew it called existed. it Mon? I never knew it existed. Dude. Like, can you even do that? Yeah, dude, is that it is. It, I mean, you can, obviously. 
Whoa. It's the most polished Pokemon, like, monster taming game I've ever seen. But they had to call it something Mon. Of all the names, they picked one that ends with Mon. It's like... Nexomon Extinction. (laughs) Nexomon Extinction. Georgimon. Dad dad and son. Dadamon. Oh, I... Uh, the creativity is is just through the roof. I'm blown away. Get it together, Pokemon. This is Pokemon with Facebook video game graphics. Yes. I can't believe <laughs> This is the- Pokemon with Farmville art. <laughs> I don't understand why they went that way. It's, it looks so clean. They're blowing the pants off of Nintendo. Dude, it looks so clean. Everything wow. is just like... Like, uh, always with an idle animation. The thing is, though, Liam, <laughs> is that the writing is actually kind of funny. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's gotta like, be. They're making How fun of themselves. Dude, it's got a 9 out of 10 on, on yeah. Steam. It's on Switch as well. It's called Nexomon. They know what they're doing. Like, they, they can't take themselves seriously at this point. So, wait. So, there's Nexomon, and then there is Nexomon <laughs> Extinction. Is that like a sequel or a remake console version of Nexamon? Gotta collect them all. Uh, Nexamon. I've only been playing Extinction. I never knew okay. that there was a first one, actually. Yeah, so it looks like Nexamon originally was an Android game. Oh. That released in 2017, and then Nexamon Extinction is a return to classic monster-catching games. Uh, it looks like it's a, uh, a, a remake of the original full consoles with some updated graphics. Oh, yeah, I see it. How is it? This is the biggest Pokemon ripoff I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, um, it's actually not bad. It's actually not bad. Like, it's, it, it, has, more, it has more there. Um, I don't know how much, though, because I'm only, like, five hours in. Compared to the real deal. Like, like how, how, how close... The thing is, though, is Pokemon, are we really holding Pokemon at very high esteem right now? Compared to Nexomon, if something, the fact that Nexomon is even comparable, like, like, speaks to, to some, some, some troubles going on in the house Pikachu built. No, I think, I think it's worth exploring what Matt just said and, and tying that with George, like, you said Pokemon is shit, but what is it about Nexomon? First off, why did you stop playing it? And, And secondly... What is it that's maybe better about it than Pokemon? Well, what is okay, going so what is going on here? I I think what Pokemon has is brand first. Yeah. And recognizability. Fact, yeah. And the fact that they have like <laughs> years and years of setup of like different Pokemon, different double um double uh uh what do you what do you call those things? Types. They have like they have uh, Jewel types. the EVs, they have all the yeah, they have all sorts of shit that they have built up. Nexomon doesn't have all that because I mean that takes that takes time. But the thing is, Nexomon has a little bit more and a very interesting story, way better story than Pokemon. Um, but it to the fact have... that it kind of shocks you at first. Well, it just saw a giant mech. What the fuck? Yeah, it shocks you at first. You're like, oh, this is that's right. This is not Pokemon. They're not trying to be boring. They're trying to be ridiculous. And 
the writing that you 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 carry around like a a little cat with you and the the little guy is just like talking shit the whole oh. time like that's literally his job is to talk to shit he cuz you're you're a mute and he tells you that you're a mute so you want <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's 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 definitely making fun of itself the entire like the entire time there's like when you talk to npcs there's one that's dancing cuz you go to this like Ho- Hawaiian uh, island, and she's like, "I can't stop dancing. I don't have no, I don't have an idol animation, and it's just like <laughs> shit like that." It's like it's breaking up their wall a lot, but like, yeah, yeah. It's as far as like catching Pokemon and training them. There's evolved forms. There's different types of attacks. They don't connect. They're still like Pokemon, where it just they you just see the attack just, and it hits like, the like wiggle the at each other. Yeah, that sucks. But um, they don't just stand still. Of course, they have idle animations. They move. They wiggle. They do shit. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just imagining the the disappointment of a kid who like opens up grandma's stocking stuffer and finds <laughs> a, a starter pack of Nexomon cards. You, you know, it's on Switch, right? Oh like, shit. I feel so bad for the kids. Yeah, next one oh, extension is, is, is a Switch game, so you can buy it. You can Grandma can actually buy it and stuff. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a physical copy. It seems like it's made by just two dudes. That's pretty impressive for two dudes. I have to say, like Cana- two Canadian brothers. It looks like Vero Interactive Incorporated. No, they're called Lime Turtle. If this was made by two dudes, man, again, another game that kind of really shows how, how bad some other games are, man. Dude, <laughs> this has 100,000 likes on Facebook. This is a thing. This is a... I've never heard of this. This is insane. It's good. They just, they just um, updated it with a custom file option. So you can customize like your run. That's cool. Oh, can we import the uh the champions from from the Jackbox games? Like I think Nuzlocke, something like that. Yeah, I think you can just choose what Pokemon you start with, and you know maybe you can random move sets, adjust the random mod. Yeah, yeah, uh, like also like the percentage modifiers for certain things. I imagine. I'm 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 imagining that the possibilities would be endless if you could import your own JPEG and like customize the the attack animations of. Uh... Wait, that would that would be cool actually, but. I- I think that could just be a mod. Nobody I know follows follows this. This is wow. It's it's the only one that actually was well done. That's the thing. We have Monster Sanctuary, but it's nowhere near as charming. And I've played it. So I know <laughs> it's nowhere near as charming as this one. This is extremely charming. Like that alone gets you to play the game. This is amazing. Yeah. This is like a corner of the internet that I've never found out that I think everyone should know about. Because obviously, what what was the game that came out last year that was like... Temtem. Temtem. Right, yeah. So, Temtem. It's the MMO, yeah. Well, it was the MMO, right? So, that was, of course, massive because of the MMO aspect, right? Everyone's mm. been asking for an MMO Pokemon game for fucking donkey's yeah. years, right? Yeah. So... Donkey's years. The fact that that was hyper successful, right? Even though no one's talking about it now. Um, you know, it was hyper successful, uh, but this has been around only 1700 active users on Steam. 
for about months, for months on Temtem, by the way. Yes, but they have over 23,000 reviews on Steam, so I think they're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's not, that's <laughs> and it's really an early access. So what, you, yeah. what you'll see is when it hits 1.0, it'll have that massive rebirth like all early access games do. And then... Uh, yeah, true. It will uh, do fine. You know, it's weird that there is a literal Pokemon spinoff that has 100,000 likes on Facebook yet. I don't know anybody who's played this before. How did you find this? Is this just another one of you trolling through Steam again? Yeah, I was going through Steam, but I um, I was looking up why people like Monster Sanctuary, and I I remember <laughs> um, seeing this dude, <laughs> seeing this dude, Jim Leader Ed. I think he's a YouTuber. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He just reviews monster taming stuff right because i i found Mo monster crown which is kind of like a undertale looking monster taming one and mm. it has like a more adult story like it, it's it looks actually pretty interesting but it's early access and i just don't feel like going to an early access game for a couple hours just to just to reach that that end where you know i have no more story to go through because i kind of i kind of want a story which is yeah. kind of what i want i want to play a pokemon game with story in it and so I tried to search what he's reviewed, and I found that game. And I was like, oh, shit. This is a game game. This is, and it's finished. <laughs> and it came out last year? Wait, what? It's like, I was very confused. I was like, very, I was like what? Oh, wow. I never knew this existed. So I just fucking downloaded it and played it. I was like, this is good. This, I'm, I can't wait. And it was, it's interesting. It's, it's like open world, like, Nothing blocks you, really. They have over 300 Nexobon to catch and train. Yeah, and they, they look different. They look different. 300 on, on, on the first round is, is a lot. The Pokedex tells you when they evolve, too. Oh, that's good. Like, they listen to the community? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, instead of having to just go to Bulbapedia or Cerebi or something. and Yeah. And some just of them... be like, all right, yeah, Croconaut. Level thirty-two or whatever. Get my alligator. Yeah, some of them re evolve very late, very late, like forty-five and shit. So like, it's just good to just know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fun. It's a fun game. I I chuckled a little bit. I was like, all right, this is. Are you gonna finish it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep with it. Who's your favorite Pokemon? I mean, I mean, uh, Nexomon. <laughs> Copyright trademark. You have no idea of their names. <laughs> Fingasaur. There's some couple. There's a couple good looking ones. No, there's a couple good looking ones. I think. I think my starter is like the only one I truly like. Really like. What's it called? Uh, like Luma or something like that. It's like the fire. The fire uh, lion. Because I. Those are like my two favorite things. Oh, I'm literally watching a video right now with that thing on screen. Yeah. It looks like a big ice cream. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fire lion looks like a, an ice cream. Wait, I don't know if it, if I'm looking at its pre-evolution. No, nah, it should look like a fire lion. It looks like a fire lion, but the thing I'm looking- Like an ice cream fire lion? It, it kind of looks like an ice cream. Uh, I'll show you. I don't know which one I'm looking at. Can you confirm or deny what I'm looking at is not an ice cream on the left? <laughs> uh. <laughs> you think that it, Yeah, that is it. That is it. Okay, I, that I, is it. I, I'm not seeing- 
I'm not seeing ice cream. You know, cream. like a cone with like the big like scoop of swell, raspberry no. orange swell on the top. It Man, it looks you're, weird you're, to me. You're just so wrapped up. You're into just hungry. Game design right now. You just seeing ice cream and shit. Oh, dude, I wish I was seeing ice cream. It's getting hot here. I need the ice cream. You're just ready, <laughs> ready for dessert. Is is what what you got on your mind? <laughs> I, it looks like a Okami to me. I'm seeing an Amaratsu. Emer- wait, the evolutions of this thing are dope. I only uploaded, uh, evolved it once, so I'm, I'm gonna wait. I mean, it's like a new Pokemon game, right? So you just go into the yeah. <laughs> into the brush, and you're like, "Wow, this is cool! Like, this is completely different." Because some of them look I've never seen this before. Yeah, some of them look like aggressive, and I kind of like that. Like, there's like this, like actually scary, like, huge. Yeah, it looks like something that from came from a that you couldn't beat with your shitty loom. Studio Ghibli. Cool. From <laughs> Princess Mononoke. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't really, say really the art weird. is anything like that, but Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But like some of the Pokemon <laughs> that some of the Pokemon have sharp edges. Yeah. It's very Farmville. <laughs> yeah, very Farmville. Yeah. Yeah, very bubbly and they all bounce and it's <laughs> you nailed it with like what I was thinking. I was like, what the fuck is what is it? Why is it like this? Yeah. You could say it's kind of like Maple Story a little bit. Yes. That's what I was thinking last night. Yeah. I was thinking Maple Story. Um, yeah, it's a little Maple Story for sure. The Maple Story 2. Maple yeah. Story 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just has that weird, like. Clean lines, Chibi. Clean lines, yeah. like Facebook yeah. game. I yeah. think. I don't know how you describe that art. It just. It, it doesn't look good for some reason yeah i i don't know why it looks profitable yeah looks like, like, looks like those ads of, it looks like those ads yeah those that, ads like, for like save those your weird sister. games yeah help yeah. her <laughs> bang help her pee in her mouth <laughs> <laughs> well with like a puzzle of like how to stream <laughs> the pee from one end of the maze to the other <laughs> Do you choose the gold or do you pee in her mouth? Someone had done a video about these ads that we get on like Twitter and stuff. It's funny, actually. I did some market research into one of them last year when I was working on a different game. And we looked at them and we looked at some of the, the you know, the actual lawsuits going on with those games because they are falsely advertising their titles. Yes. The yeah. largest one is a game called Gardenscapes. And if you look at the ads, like the Family Guy-esque bullshit ads they yeah, sh- yeah. throw around, and then you look at the actual game, and the game's got millions of downloads, like fucking millions. It's, it's like it's completely different. It's like a game. It's like an advert advertising to you. I don't know, Peggle, and then you playing like God of War. It's that different. It's so stupidly different. It doesn't make any sense. There's a new one with like Puzzle Survivor or something like that. And this guy, like, you have to do something to kill the zombie. You have to complete a puzzle to kill the zombies and shit. I, I, I just don't even want to know. <laughs> Pull the gold chains, right? <laughs> yeah. I just don't even want to know. Half the time, the games in question that they're advertising don't even look like like the puzzles shown in the ad. Oh, yeah, yeah, most of the time, they don't even have puzzles. Check it's, out it's Gone so- Escapes, honestly. It's like, there's, I think there's a few uh, articles about it now. It's a very strange hole to go down where, like, you're grappling with a lot of weird facts about how the internet works, like these ads being made by AI robots, the products <laughs> not looking like the advertisements <laughs> at all, the advertisements copyright infringing other games because they made from China where the laws are different. 
So I found a BBC article about homescapes and gardenscapes. So you can see oh, the yes. ads at the top, right? But then look at the match three gameplay screenshot that's mi- in the middle of the the thing. Yeah. It's, it's so different. People still use this without the Family Guy one. It's the, the whole like pull the thing and like, oh, can you do better? <laughs> you know, like it's just you like get your pee in her mouth. Yeah, like the first one, the first one, <laughs> first one. <laughs> like when you're pulling the thing, like it's just so weird. It's so weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird, dude. So oh, uh, uh, I saw I saw one for a mobile cash grab game called like Act of War or something. But the ad actually uses footage from Command and Conquer 1 from like 1997 with some subtitles underneath that say like, we're recapturing this classic, beloved, nostalgic gameplay. And I'm like, as a viewer who knows video games, you might even think to yourself, oh, did they make a mobile port of Command and Conquer? And it turned out to be a completely different product of a completely different company who had more or less used footage they're not allowed to use. and. Ah! <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh yeah someone needs to make a video and make fun of them because like it's pretty bad oh the stuff that I, I've seen... I bet they they could get in trouble in legal trouble like like i think these are shell companies who know they're doing stuff wrong. oh they are they are they in the that bbc article points out what they've been banned for doing right in the uk because false advertising wow. in the uk is a really big deal you're not allowed to do it but you get away with it in America, so I don't know, guys. Yeah, like, like I, I yeah. can't believe the amount of rules that you that I was seeing broken that anyone can easily see get broken just scrolling through Facebook ads. It's it's a wasteland out there. No wonder it's- Facebook is the way it is with like it, when something is innocuous as a match three game company is like doing that kind of shady stuff because it it literally turns into millions of views. What is even more disheartening is the idea that those ads for whatever reason lead to downloads. millions of downloads. <laughs> like the fact I mean, we're talking about it means it's working for some extent. That's terrifying. It would be worse advertising if we weren't talking about it. See, I I never even look up the stuff. But like I know because they use they like target men a lot with these ads, right? They have like like a guy slapping a girl's ass. You seen that one? Pee in her mouth. No, I never seen. I never. <laughs> seen, what are you guys talking about with this pee in the mouth thing? I have never. Yeah, I think seen it was that. one. It was one of them that got memed. Like. She's on fire or something, and then like the, your options are like <laughs> no. set her on fire or leave her, and then or the other one is pee in her mouth or something, and oh it's a meme that goes around. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Okay. okay I mean, okay. I, I, I could I I'm could easily picture the the like puzzle in between, but yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's 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 probably all it's like ninety percent guys downloading these things. Because they're so gullible to download these things. <laughs> People in the audience are like, yeah, I downloaded a few. <laughs> I wonder if anybody does. And if you if you listen to the show and you play Gardenscapes, and it was because of one of these ads, you gotta you gotta tell us why you clicked. Oh my god! Oh see- my god! <laughs> Is this a real ad? No, it isn't. Yeah, supposedly it was an Instagram ad. Matt just saw the the, the meme that that 
has the pee in her mouth. That pee in her anyways. mouth or divorce? Or divorce? Why is divorce under it? Oh, divorce. It's either got to be one or the other. That's how it works, right? I don't know, dude. Sometimes the, uh, women just want what they want, right? Or they give you a divorce. Oh, okay. So the guy needs to pee. The girl's on the oh toilet. Oh, my God. And you, oh, my God. And he's God. like, he has a think bubble. And <laughs> she's she make... fell asleep on the toilet, right? <laughs> we're, we're never going to make money. And then there's two options. Pee in her mouth or divorce. <laughs> We're going to get arrested by the police because of this episode. <laughs> I got to explain it because there's no way everyone knows about this this ridiculous thing. Look, I, t- I typed in in my Google, got a pee in her mouth for all okay. of you. So I did it for you. So you don't have to t- Google that. <laughs> Google's now tracking you. <laughs> Google's now Yeah, you don't have to Google that. The Japanese government are now definitely... Looking at me to feature in some pornos. Like, oh, look at this fucking foreigner. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty foreigners. (laughs) Didn't we go Uh. to his house? (laughs) For murder? (laughs) Wait, it's that guy. (laughs) Fucking get him. Let's arrest him again. Oh, man. Oh, man. You'd have to be into some real weird shit to get arrested for for being too perverted in Japan. Anyways, um... (laughs) So good then. So next next <laughs> next week, George is just gone. <laughs> George is just gone next week. We I, I'm trying. I'm trying my darndest to think about some other. Nexamon is good then. What is our conclusion here? How in the world did we even get there from Nexamon? Five five hours because of the how it looks. Five five hours yeah. in. I think, I think it's good enough to to beat. Well, I mean, it was fourteen dollars. Like it was good enough to beat. <sighs> Ooh. And I would say another one that's completely free is Minecraft Dungeons, which I've had a blast with. Wow. I've had a blast. Oh, so, so by Minecraft, Minecraft, you mean Minecraft Dungeons? Yes. I Okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to just be like a kid's game, but it's actually, I mean, it's, it kind of is a kid's game, but it's like a really good one? Like a really good one? It's actually quite satisfying to play. There's different like builds you can do. It gets harder and harder as you go through the modes. It's actually not that bad. There's not much to say about it other than like the way they have like their gear set up and the random things that you can get on it makes for some good synergy, especially if you're playing with somebody else. It is not bad to try out with a friend, I would say. It might it oh. might lead to a good night or two of some pretty fuck, fucking fun times how how much do either halves of the experience weigh i i if you had to give a percentage for either one of these uh how much of the the game is is minecraft and how much of it is dungeons oh it's all dungeons minecraft is um minecraft is only the skin but in the it's a good skin the music's good creepers are like bombers like golems are like little mini bosses endermans are little bosses as well they like spawn around you and you have to kind of like can you actually like dig around the dungeons and break down walls and no rooms and stuff yeah wh- yeah what is the minecrafty part about it just the aesthetic it's, it's the it's the skin okay it's the skin yeah um mm. so like the way the levels are designed all the enemies are from minecraft from like mini zombies to endermans and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but I was I was just hoping there would be construction and destruction and uh no. You know, 
There's TNT that you can pick up, put on your head, throw it, it at them, blow explode. stuff up, or I, yeah. If it doesn't blow stuff up, it only it's only gonna feel like half of a TNT. It's, That's what I'm saying. It's it's a good skin. I would be really interested. I I think it, it might be harder to sell though if uh if if the Minecraft side of the equation isn't as uh, robust as the dungeon side. Yeah, I, I don't know how blowing up stuff would work. If on a top down <laughs> like that, so I I don't think they would have been able to do that. I would say it's it's better than just a little wrapper on it. It's like it's a good skin on a dungeon game for sure. That that it it, it with the way they do um the enemies, you're like oh wow that's actually pretty clever. Like yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. It looks it looks pretty for sure. It's it's crazy playing this game from from years ago and then having a dungeon game like this and playing through it and you're like, wow, this is where Minecraft Minecraft has come. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense though. Minecraft always uh, had had fun, intimate moments of, of exploration with friends with dungeons. But you know what was always so amazing was you would like dig too deep and and hit a bit of water that would flood your caverns, and you'd be like, "Whoa, the physics system is interacting with the blocks of of a, a solid container that's actually filling up with the simulated liquid." And there's not none of that. Like none of that. Oh, this is no. Play play Minecraft for that. <laughs> Go play Minecraft. <laughs> if you want that, play Minecraft. Valheim is is the current hotness for yeah for accidentally flooding your friends' tunnels. Yeah, it's it, it's good. It's good. And Falcon, uh, sorry, Black Falcon Winter Soldier is a uh, is good. It, it it's good too. Not not quite as good as a uh, as one one division, but it's amusing to see those two on screen. I would say. Have you any of you watched it now? No, I'm I'm just kind of so done with Marvel at the moment. I'm so just wow. happy not to. I don't know. Just kind of I don't particularly really care. Uh, Loki, like I watched the trailer for Loki. I think that looks okay. Uh, that is more maybe my speed. I think I don't really care for the like Marvel is starting to do that thing where everything is starting to intertwine, right? Yeah, and like. I think that's the thing that's going to happen. If you are missing out in the TV shows and stuff, when the next movies come along, you're going to be like missing 50% of like the references to what the TV shows and stuff happened. Uh, I just can't be asked, honestly, <laughs> like I'd, there's enough like intertwining in anime and games and like, you know, things leading into other things like, Ooh, this means this and uh, this other and books as well that to think about it at, in depth with Marvel seems kind of, frustrating as well the thing is like this is about him not wanting the shield after captain america why would you want the shield when you got wings bro well well it's like a symbol like the thing is but anyway like there's room for a show here for sure i, I would say wandavision and falcon winter soldier those were both cases where a show to kind of explain the story, kind of like give it room to breathe is much better than having five minutes in a movie to, you know, explain that she was, you know, sad about her love dying or him not wanting the shield mm. that Captain America gave him. You know, I, I feel like 
this is justified in a way of just not just him just like, oh, you know, I have the shield now and I'm black Captain America. No one, no one wants to accept that shit, but no one wants to accept the new guy who has the shield in this, <laughs> in this one. <laughs> he is terrible. He is the worst. But yeah, yeah, it's, um, I, I, I would say it's justified, but I understand what you're saying. Like, that is too much to watch. It's just too much. It is definitely too much to watch. It's too much to watch. And trust Invincible exists. Watch Invincible. Like, fuck Marvel. Watch Invincible. That shit's good. This is real good. Oh, my God. Mm. I saw it on Amazon Prime here in Japan today, and I, I made a mental note in my head. I'm going to watch that next, because I'm starting to watch Wave the House Husband on Netflix. Wave. The new yeah. anime. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you started watching it, George? It is on my list. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, that's it. my next. I want to check that out first, and then I'm gonna watch Invincible. I I made a mental note today, Matt, that I will watch it. <laughs> what is it? Anime wave? Anime? The way of the house husband. It's like a the yakuza. way. Oh, the okay. way of yeah, like he's a former yakuza who then becomes a house husband. He's a really popular manga in Japan now. I finally oh, got an anime. Shit. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like the look of it. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of this looks like our sense of humor. Yeah, like uh, oh, yeah. this juxtaposition I... between a, a silly character and their their average home life. <laughs> yeah, I like that shit. Oh, it's on Netflix. I might have to give this a watch, dude. I have to remember though. Let me let me save it. I think I might do the manga. Manga. The manga. I mean, it's only seven volumes. You could get through that in like an evening. So right? much faster. Yeah. So much faster. Yeah, I think it was quite short. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how fast I could get through <laughs> whole series <laughs> by just reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, geez, <laughs> man, they were right. There's so much filler in these shows. The amazing thing about it is uh, that a giant backlog of an already established series is something that you can apparently do in like a night. Like uh, when I was going through the hot baths, one thermi, romai, like that, that had gone on for years. It's a good time to do it. There's a lot of good new manga out right now. Sakamoto Days is like my current favorite. It's very similar to Wave the House Husband. It's about a former hitman, like the best hitman in the world, who then quits his life of hitman <laughs> to marry. And run like a hardware store. And he <laughs> keeps getting attacked by other assassins. Social stealth. Yeah, but he's got really fat and he <laughs> it's amazing. There's like Kaiju uh, 17, which is awesome. Uh, of course, One Piece is the gift that keeps on giving. There's a lot of good manga. I'm so glad manga is so digestible. I really appreciate that. One Piece. One Piece. Hell yeah, dude. You got to watch the show, man. You got to catch up on all 800 episodes. Dude, I'm re- I'm up to date. I'm on chapter one thousand and seven no, or watch. eight, whatever it is now. Yeah, to watch it. No, dude, because the you have to I watch wonder. the four kids version too. Because the anime sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta watch the four kids version, and then transfer over to the Funimation one. That's how. That's how real real pirates do it. <laughs> they want pain. They want pain. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I got. 
I'm pretty sure there's something I've missed, something I watched, but it's so hard to keep up. And it's a lot of stuff you've carried this this week. I, I digest so much stuff, man. You know, they're they're wrapping up a new uh, Hunt Showdown event. <laughs> <sighs> Here we go. There's there's a new boss. There's there's new custom ammo. Is it sensible for us to talk about your addiction, like, on the show? <laughs> it's a really good game. I feel like I'm an enabler. Like, if you were taking heroin, and you were talking openly about how great the new heroin <laughs> update is. <laughs> <laughs> the new uh, blue stone heroin. Yeah. yeah. How your how your new needle set is working out. I feel yeah, like yeah. I'd, I'd be a guilty <laughs> party. Gold-plated needle set. I mean, okay, imagine if, if the update for heroin made the heroin sessions shorter and faster. <laughs> I, that would be, like, good news, right? I don't know. I feel guilty. One, one of the biggest, most important things they did to Hunt Showdown recently was cut the match down time from 60 minutes to 45 minutes. Everyone all of a sudden is moving around the whole map. Like, you're not having these uh, stakeouts where, where you can stumble across two parties of players who are camping each other out for 10 minutes, because no one has 10 minutes to waste anymore in Hunt Showdown. The new boss they added, Scrapbeak, has an AI where they kind of automatically home in on anyone hiding in a boss layout and they make a lot of noise stomping their way towards them that you can hear from the other side of the compound. So players tend to be moving around faster inside the boss compounds as well. They added in custom ammo. The shotguns can now have slugs. So that makes shotguns more versatile because you can keep two different kinds of ammo in them and switch between the two as the situation changes. And one thing that's really, really great about that is that as a mainly solo player, you can put poison bullets into some uh, some guns and fire bullets into some other guns and have um, like uh, like multiple tools uh, cramming up your your one inventory where there wouldn't be extra space for a, a fire throwable or a poison throwable. You can put that in your gun now. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, favorite multiplayer shooter ever. Best time to get into it is, well, shortly before now because the event's over when uh, when this episode goes live. But yeah, past past two weeks, I've I've been getting back into the Hunt Showdown and it's it's better than ever. Oh my god. It's better now, George. It's better now. I feel like next week we're gonna struggle to record an episode again as George disappears off the face of the earth again. It's so good. Comes out all sweaty and messy and you're like, what happened to you? And you're like, I have not seen the sun for a week. Well, well, the pandemic- this, this, This stop reviewing games and just become a hunt showdown. Yeah, become a Hunt Me Showdown too. creator. I think that would yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. That would that would make you a lot. That'll pay your bills. <laughs> I, I I streamed it uh, the other day, and mm-hmm. an anonymous um, viewer donated five hundred gift subscriptions. Whoa! That what the, the f- audio alert? Wait, 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 wait. So five? That's a lot of money. Was it five hundred or one hundred? I mean, it, 100 uh, would equal about $500 of I think it, 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 right? was, it was 100 subscriptions to $500 worth, and for what it's worth, I don't think I, I get any of that. I mean, according Holy to the shit. numbers that night. Wow. Yeah, someone spent a whole bunch of money on Twitch, and not me. But yeah, um, 
The point is, is that it ended up playing an audio jingle of, uh, like, like, um, the Metal Gear Solid 3 theme song of, uh, karaoke in Japan as the inside joke audio wave (laughs) for a new subscription. And that went, it went on for tens of minutes (laughs) while I was trying to sneak and I had to, like, alt tab back and forth and figure out how to turn the volume off and nothing was working right and it was hilarious <laughs> oh i gotta see the clip of that i have to see the and clip everyone of that. loved it everyone clipped it everyone loved it everyone was was having the time of their lives except for me <laughs> that's which, great which is also a good time for everyone else <laughs> yeah yeah, generally, that's how that works, right? That's exactly how it works. I feel sorry for you, but at the same time, George, I don't know why, but it is funny when it happens to you. Yeah. Like, if it happened to Matt, I think everyone would be like, oh, Matt, that sucks. But with you, well, I don't know why. It's not a bad problem to have. Well, I'll be laughing. That's the thing. I'll yeah. be laughing if that happens. I think to because me. you'd be squealing and yeah, panicking. Yeah, it's because George squeals. It yeah. was funny the first like two, three times when you hear it the 16th and 17th. <laughs> you got paid $500 for it. I don't think I did. I I will actually, let's let's find out. Um, Streamlabs. It was four, it was four days ago, right? It was it was Friday, so, so yeah, about th- three and a half. <laughs> How many hours into the stream? Man, get your ads off my fucking screen, George. George. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, that supports the creators. A 30-second ad, George, really? <laughs> that, that's what... <laughs> that supports the creators, Matt. Um. Okay. Yeah. Revenue is still zero point zero zero. I don't know how it works. I don't know yeah, what a know, Twitch subscription even is. Even Twitch takes all the money, man. Twitch takes. What all are the you money. buying? I. I. Ah. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Some. 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 So somebody send me a message. Somebody send me a message with this thing. This is gonna be hilarious. Oh wow, George, it's looking clean. Your streaming is looking looking a lot cleaner now. Oh, so you 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 solved the pee puzzle to get to the other side of the screen. And... <laughs> right Did you pee in his you, mouth? <laughs> you, you, no, I divorced. You slid the little <laughs> little blocking out of the way so that that it flows through the pipes. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> um, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some news and some questions after a uh, quick break here. After a brief pee in a mouth break. Sorry for that quick cut, guys. We we just had our, our AI automatic moderation algorithm detect mm-hmm. a, a gamer moment that um had to had had to get censored out of the final product that we're we're displaying to the world here. George because, peed um, in someone's mouth. Apparently being a gamer and then uh Marketing oneself as a gamer and making Not products for, for gamers work. means having to to uh, <laughs> deal with that, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> so before doing the more serious story with um, Sony putting all its eggs in one blockbuster basket, I wanted to very briefly talk about how when we here at the Dad and Sons podcast wake up every day, we make sure to set our computer to have only an appropriate minimum 
of white nationalism and N-word usage. Uh, <laughs> as, as demonstrated by the setting screen on Intel's new Bleep software, which has been floating around the internet for the past few days, we 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 make sure all 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 of those meters are at the 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 lower end of the spectrum. Um, you know, maybe maybe someday when when you might be feeling like you want a little spiciness in your meal to to make life a little interesting, you might feel tempted to uh, uh, slide, let's say, the swearing meter all the way up. But but we of course are too too squeaky clean and 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 Christian for any of that. Very much so. We don't need this filter. I'm assuming that Liam is extremely online enough to know what this is. Matt, do you know what this is? No, I don't. I, I remember you posting it onto Discord, but I, I didn't really understand it. Uh-huh. I just saw the screen grab of the uh, conference. Um, I'm not particularly sure what the context was of like yeah. why they made it or what it does. How, how can it filter out some words? It, it tries to automatically generate a script like how YouTube's video processing ad review algorithm does, where it tries to automatically make a voice-to-text speech script of uh, what you're hearing out of a game output. I'm assuming that the primary audience here would be streamers, but at the same time, they're selling it as something that an end consumer can plug into any video game chat VoIP protocol that's having audio come out of your computer is something you can filter through the Intel bleep software to uh, customize the amount of white nationalism and in words that you hear. Yes. The filter I get, right? Like streaming and like watching streamers is becoming a real young kids thing, right? Oh, it's what all the kids want to do when they grow up. It's what all those kids are doing, watching Ninja do Ninja things, you know, he did game of moments, whatever, right? We're living the dream. So I understand from like a parental <laughs> standpoint why a tool like this that would allow technology to on the fly bleep somebody like Ninja from swearing, right? I don't know if it delays the stream by a minute, by a hot minute, and then, you know, does its power or whatever to bleep those things. But, you know, as a parent, I think if you installed this and then you felt a bit safer allowing your kids to, you know, engage in that content. But, yeah. Did the white guy on screen test it when he clicked in the the, the on and off switch for the N-word? Oh, we don't we don't have like the... literally there's no sli- it's just it's just on and off switch with the n-word do you this, like racism this... or do you not like racism yes or no <laughs> these are screenshots from a gdc presentation while we do not have the presentation we do at least have the screenshots i would love the white guy on screen to have demonstrated so here's here's the n-word worth it off and here's the N word with it on. <laughs> when, when you look at it, like, what else could he be? Like, there's just a guy in the corner shrugging his shoulders with this, the N word meter behind him. And it's, <laughs> it's a beautifully awkward image. I, I, for, for a beautifully awkward situation. <laughs> I don't get, get it. No. <laughs> Me either. I don't get it. This is a weird. Uh, this is a very weird one. Can you imagine testing this thing? Can you imagine being the software engineer who has to sit in the office testing yeah. this thing? Yeah. Where, where are you going? Bring in Derek from HR every time. Yeah. 
Hey Derek, can you just um you know talk like you talk with your 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 brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the brothers. <laughs> your brother <laughs> like, is <laughs> saying that right? Yeah, the brothers. Yeah, man, you, you, you're saying that right, man. All right. Yeah. Like, we're not gonna... <laughs> Would you, do you fancy playing a quick game of uh, Call of Duty with me? I uh, know you're too good. I know, but, you know, I just want to see how you react, you know. <laughs> heated, game, heated game of moment and all. Just, just to test. Just to make sure the feature's working. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. <sighs> oh. Uh, I don't know, man. I would love to see the people who worked on this. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the person who worked on this. Like, if it was like they wanted to work on this or they just got put onto it and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this is this is your job now. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, this is not this is not what I thought I would be doing at Intel. <laughs> He's like looking at the waveforms. He's like lo- reading the waveforms in audacity of the yeah. word, and he's like, "Nah," it keeps repeating over and over again. Like, all right, how do we get it to bleep it out? My 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 favorite sentence from from the news article says during the presentation. Chandler said bleep uses the AI acceleration on the latest generation Intel laptops and desktop platforms, so you may need a newer system to use the program. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yes. you need a new system for <laughs> an N-word filter. <laughs> Only powerful GPUs will save you from racism. To, to bring down the white nationalism, you need a Purchase an RTX 3070 and an NVIDIA ass blaster. I've been hearing white boys say the N-word since Xbox 360. So I would say more um, LGBTQ hate is probably the best <laughs> than anything else. That's that's the new slice right there. More hate is the best? That's, that's the quote for the... The back of the box of the dad and son's box. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That's the new slice right there. Yeah, I would say <laughs> if this thing even works, yeah. You know? I'm so glad we're not popular. You know, people are gonna go back one day when one of us is famous and they're gonna listen to every episode of this and just start clipping. Start clipping audio parts. Well, well yeah, with the whole pee in the mouth thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Yes, this has been the worst episode yet. <laughs> what a train fucking wreck. Hey, look, the well, the positive side is that if bleep works, the person who's trying to clip us in the future will not hear the pee in the mouth part because it'll be bleeped oh, yeah. out. Because they have it turned on on their latest generation of Intel processing products. Can you imagine if it's just manually installed into everything <gasps> and we can no longer hear... That be- <laughs> anything they don't want us to hear. <laughs> no longer. Can, no longer. No longer talk about peeing in her mouth. Oh no. Can't wait to get that <laughs> Intel um vaccine. <laughs> just, oh my god, just... yeah. As soon as you get your uh, second jab, George, you're all, all of a sudden gonna be automatically bleeping yourself. Self-censoring. No, no, my white nationalism filter. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You're going to be doing those things you gotta, that- You gotta hear your KKK meeting. <laughs> those fraudulent slips you've been placing that put Matt on edge are going to soon disappear. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, oh my God. I need to install that shit. 
<laughs> and I just hear B every time George goes on his little. <laughs> you know how I've been talking about how I need a new group of real life friends anyway, so. Oh my god. I don't even know how how to transition to this next one. I thought that we would just like quickly yeah, come and go boring. from the Intel bleep, but it's so <laughs> <Compared to> this. <laughs> right? I I thought that the bleep would be the boring one we could jump from. But... Oh, I, I have an idea, George. I have an idea. Can I can I read the story? Yeah, sure. Jason Bleep <laughs> wrote a story about bleep talking about game bleep by Studio Bleep for a remake of bleep. So so all the game related words because being a gamer is so spicy and, and inappropriate. Yeah, and also of course you can't have Jason sh- bleep, of course anymore. So <laughs> oh, we can't yeah, talk. No. Uh, we can't talk about the last of bleep after the the horrible bleeping history. That name just does not evoke the same yeah. feeling anymore. <laughs> oh my God. I I remember where I was when bleep happened. Where were you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in 2018, lost. the Visual Arts Service Group, a touch-up team at Bleep Play Bleep, formed a new Bleep development studio under Michael Morbal to begin a remake of The Bleep of Us. I, for one, prefer The Bleep of Us part Bleep. I would actually play The Bleep of Us. So for those who don't know, because we bleeped out all the critical keywords, we're, we're trying to talk about how Sony had apparently been developing a Last of Us remake for the past few years under a, a smaller team of the Visual Arts and Services group, who apparently, according to Jason Schreier, are usually a touch-up group. This would have been their first big independent project. It ended up getting cancelled because the bosses at the higher-ups thought that it was too expensive to make. It ended up getting picked over a potential Uncharted remake because it would have been cheaper to make than an Uncharted remake. And now that everyone's finding out it's cancelled, it seems like the consensus is, wait a second, why are we remaking Last of Us anyway? This points towards the trend that we saw a few weeks ago where they were shuttering, not shutting down, shuttering um, some of the studios around uh, uh, Sony Japan Studio. Yeah, it was just called Japan Studio. And how Sony is putting less and less of its eggs in less and less fewer baskets to try and rely on a couple of big blockbusters throughout the year instead of a bunch of like medium sized medium successful hits for where that sort of economy saw quirky japanese hits that became classics this is this is pointing towards greater consolidation into fewer fewer hits yeah yeah they they had a remake of the last of us in the works uh they canceled it and that's weird i don't understand why there was a remake for last of us the game the game is fine i don't I don't think anybody does. Yeah, it was a very strange choice. Like, I don't even need a remake of Bloodborne. I need a port. Someone port it, please. Port it. The idea was that you would have them all on PlayStation 5 around the same time the HBO show would be coming out. Uh, And they literally ported The Last of Us to PS4. Yeah. Is there any PS3 game of that era that has had a remake, not a remaster? Like a remake. Those assets must still be like 4K quality anyway. Odd. One of the, the more damning sentences in the report was how they turned down an Uncharted remake for this one because Uncharted, being a more outdated game, would have required more design work 
to to make its remake and so they decided to go a cheaper route because of uh last of us being so modern still they they would not have to change much to bring the last of us to modernity what is even more crazy is that this is already something that's been and gone so we're talking about when they decided to make this remake was even closer to when the original release date was compared to now, which we are all thinking is bonkers because it wasn't that long ago. But they decided this fairly quickly after probably releasing the PS4 remaster. That's kind of insane. It would have been happening around the same time The Last of Us Part Two would have been coming out. Wow. Schreier says that after their remake got cancelled, the same team that was working on the remake ended up getting put on some multiplayer work for Last of Us Part 2. And then afterwards, Naughty Dog got uh, control over the remake project. So, I mean, on top of um, it being a questionable remake in the first place, and there maybe not being... Of course, there would be an audience for it, but maybe not being like a a real time or a place for that kind of remake right now. It also shows the developer in question behind it getting completely thrown in a circle with regards to whether or not they were allowed to to helm their own project at all. Meh. Yeah. Meh. 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 Bleep. So, questions. All right. If you'd like to send in a listener question, send them in to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com is your number one source for being a reciprocal receipt tank for comments or questions or suggestions or, or yearnings or pleadings or stories that you have to share with us from your mind. Uh, the first one on this week's list is from Dave Huish. Whoosh. Dave says, what are your thoughts on decade plus long franchises that are trying to draw in new players? Um, they, they talk a lot about Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter Rise and how it's trying to open up the franchise for new players. At what point does a new player need to realize a game is not for them versus a developer making more strides to make the game more accessible? Hmm. Hmm. I think we're really struggling with this these days because I think a lot of teams get it right. You think about Monster Hunter World and the strides that that game made to try and make it more accessible to a huge audience, right? And then the game goes on to sell like 7 to 10 million. It's in the developer's best interest, personally, I think, to make games as accessible as possible, right? Even if a game requires a steep learning curve to get the best out of it, like Monster Hunter, those early moments and those first monsters and the, you know, some of the stumbling blocks that Monster Hunter has, like allowing you to choose what weapon you want from the beginning, like give the player the easiest weapon to begin with, get them used to taking it out, putting it back in, using the wet sword, uh, the whetstone, you know, using potions, and then have the player doing those things before the experiment. I think making games as accessible as possible, it benefits the fact that more gamers can play the game, more copies are going to be sold, and you can still have that deep game on top of that, because those players will always get there. Like, veterans of series will always breeze through early content in Monster Hunter or Destiny or whatever, right? And get to that endgame stuff fairly quickly. So I think it's not beneficial for developers to kind of forget about new players. There are always going to be new players. Even if you're making Monster Hunter 59, right? There's going to be one person who was like, do you know what? 
I think this is the Monster Hunter that will get me into Monster Hunter, right? There's always somebody who thinks that about every new version of a game. Wait until Monster Hunter 69. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm. Like, just down, doubling on top of those monsters, right? That's the one that's going to get me in, right? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think it's beneficial for everybody to do it. It can be more hard work, but, you know, if you're building on quality of life per game, you take what you learned from the last one, put it in the new one, Prove upon it. I don't think there is an excuse to not try that, to be honest. Like, you can be happy knowing you'll sell millions of copies of Monster Hunter and that the hardcore audience are going to play it. But, you know, with the Switch, you're going to have a whole new generation of kids who want to play that game, who finally get to play their own Monster Hunter on a portable handheld. And still, I think, even though there are a huge quality of life in terms of actually playing the game with the wire bug and moving fast, but in terms of actually learning how to play the game, there's still like next to nothing, really. And even the training mode in Monster Hunter Rise is like impossible to find. It's in the buddy area, which is an area you might not go immediately. And then it's right at the back. It's in such an odd location. I think it is more beneficial to make games accessible, especially considering as we get more complex, like multiplayer shooters online and stuff like that. Is the, is the menu still trash? Still trash. Yeah, I thought so. How, how do you know when you've crossed the line? To, to the point where, where you're making things too accessible and too casual for too mainstream of an audience. Like, you know, for, for Monster Hunter, like, like what, what if you were to make a Monster Hunter for the type of game players who don't know what button, you know, uh, uh, gets the main menu to go away? I mean, it's not really an excuse when you do realize, like, every game collects analytical data anonymously on players, right? So, especially studios like Capcom, they are going to have data teams that look at what are the stumbling blocks for most players and what are the changes that changes that don't work what are the changes that do work and then they're going to you know make updates based on those things um or they should be doing anyway like the analytical data that th- these companies gather on you in the first onboarding is like the most uh, highly prioritized analytical data right getting you from your first minute into the game to like your 30th minute because then you're hooked. They don't need to do anything else, right? And they can always guarantee that they will hear bad feedback from, you know, veteran players. They don't really have to think about it, right? They will hear that. The secret data that you need to gather, it's not secret. I mean, you sign up when you see those big long terms and conditions every time you play a game, right? That's what that analytical... to the bottom. I accept. Yeah, that's why that analytical data gathers, right? It gathers player data not you but you know the data of how you played uh what tutorial did you get to before you turned off the game you know how many times did you die what weapon did you use and they can see like the stats of all these things and then hopefully they should be adjusting it as necessary like it's hard to get it right in the beginning you know it's kind of guesswork you know you think oh dual blades will be the easiest we should give them the stunning weapon but maybe it's the hammer or whatever so there, I think there's definitely a cutoff of understanding of if you've got, you know, above 50% of your players going through your onboarding experience without any issues, then I think you're doing okay. I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know if it is quantifiable, but there are a few examples in recent history of games that I feel don't have a very interesting edge to a certain extent that can be blamed from excessive playtesting and polish a lot of what which comes from analytical player data gathered from from excessive amounts of of testing overwatch being a big example overwatch is a game that's a big hit 
sold sold a lot of copies for a lot of players, but there's a, a chunk of um Counter-Strike Siege fans who are probably never going to get into it because of how uh, it feels like the game is designed more for the team composition over individual skill gaps. I mean, those games are almost entirely based on data. Like, you balance those games based on data. You can feel it. You can, like, feel it when you play Overwatched. Like, like in your fingers, you feel how what you are doing is there for for the polish of everyone else's experience. I mean, as much as it hurts my soul, unfortunately, data doesn't lie. Players don't know they're being, you know, they're having data gathered them on, you know, you don't know what the funnels are, right, for the onboarding process. So you're not going to play differently just because you know your data is being collected, right? So whatever is happening, like if you have a tutorial monster in Monster Hunter that kills 60% of new players, right, you know that that's too hard. Right, And you're going to have to sort of bring that down because you need 30% more of those players to go through to the next stage. Unfortunately, data really doesn't lie. But sometimes you can read too much into the data about what's happening, and it might not necessarily lead into something. Data doesn't lie, but as we've said before on a couple occasions, jank can be good. Yes. So so it is it is kind of a balancing act, and I feel like if you've got too much data there, then you are ironically locking out a certain chunk who would be wanting a little bit of jank, a little bit of unpredictability, a little bit of quirkiness. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's jank. I think it's um, trusting your instincts. Use the force to make the games. I think it's a bit more like that. You know, you understanding that actually, no, we really want, you know, if... 60% 60% of players are dropping through, but those 40% are having a whale of a time, right? And they're the people who are going to play 100 hours of your game. Do you really want to fuck with their experience, you know, to get more players in who might play for less time? So, you know, it's it's all about balancing what it is your expectations of making the game, how far you want players to go. It's why testing is so invaluable, you know, even just QA testing in the beginning for, of course, bugs, but also just general balancing. That's all it is. It's really hard to make tutorials, that is for sure. There you go. JW wants a bit more Sony talk. This uh, Sony was a real big popular topic this week. Ever since the announcement of Sony Japan Studios reorganization, I've been frustrated to see many online comments that amount to the take of, well, just look at their lackluster output during the PS4 gen. It makes sense they got shuttered. I've always had the impression that Japan Studios' recent output was more hampered by a lack of support from Sony proper. While this recent report has nothing to do with Sony Japan in particular, I'm curious if this blockbuster mentality isn't just a possible reason for the studio's restructure, but could also explain why we didn't see much from them this past gen. It's all speculation anyway. You're never going to have an answer. (laughs) No one's ever going to tell you. Um, We've seen a lot of people leave Sony, like from both Japan and America side. If there is anything you can sort of glean from the news is that Sony Japan don't run Sony no more. It's Sony America that run the PlayStation brand and therefore focus on what you can do over in Naughty Dog and Insomniac and why would you give money to people who make your Gravity Days? Great game, but makes a fraction of the money that even, you know, a spin-off Uncharted game makes, right? I think from a business standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Bloodborne, of course, fantastic game. Does it sell anywhere near as many copies as uh, as Spider-Man? No. (laughs) 
unfortunately, with these big companies, it's business, right? And business and speculation. It's never really an easy answer, and you can sort of just align it down to business, I think. Japan Studios' last big release hit was the Demon's Souls remake for PlayStation 5. But even then, they didn't make that, did they? They just assisted in the development. That's a lot of these. But the point I was trying to get at was that even then, it debuted at, like, number six in terms of top sales that week. And a lot of people realize how how many of those games don't make money and aren't really destined to. Well, you know. that's the thing, right? You turn a profit based on how much you put into the game, right? Ideally. Games are expensive to make. Like, a how, like even indie games cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Realist, if you have a team of five people in, let's say, San Francisco or Seattle, right? They're going to be people who are paid like, five to six thousand dollars a month right at a minimum so you do two years on average for a game development right per month overheads for a five-person team you're looking at three hundred thousand dollars right to four hundred thousand dollars for an indie game just to be made um and that's that right you think of a team like of japan sony japan that was like 50 to 60 people and they're doing development support and they're not even the main developers like that's a lot of money that's being funneled, right? So, uh, it, it's it's really hard. Games are expensive to make, and of course, it sucks because you get creative studios when they do get to do stuff uh, get shut down. But it's not surprising. But I don't know. Games is harsh, harsh mistress, very scary. I'm 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 hoping that we might get more positive vibes with Eric B here. Eric B asks. You find yourself on a stage in front of an audience of a few dozen people you've never met before, and in the front row is a mysterious figure who says, Start talking and stick to the topic. If you can go on for 30 minutes and get a big round of applause, I'll let you live. The figure then points a gun at you. What do you start talking about? <laughs> How is he peeing in someone's mouth? Because that's just... Uh... 30 minutes? You could go on for 30, 30 minutes. Matt went on for 30 minutes about Nexamon. So I think Nexamon is a good shout. That's <laughs> different than mouth pee. That is very so true. Could you keep it flowing from your mouth? Just spewing in a stream for 30 minutes straight? Uh, just trickling for, for an entire half minutes. an hour TV show with commercial breaks? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? I've, d I've, done, I, I've done YouTube videos out. that long. <laughs> fucking metal gear series i if if you're in a hostage situation and they give you a phone to the police and just say keep talking whenever you're done we're pulling the trigger that's what you're gonna choose 30 minutes gun to your head you have to talk about something you you pick mouth pee mouth pee pee <laughs> what would you what would you if because you have to get an applause yeah. at the end matt what would you yeah, choose no cameras know. Or Guild Wars 2. Oh my god. Guild Wars 2 will not get an applause. It would not. <laughs> not not for the regular people in the in the crowd. Yeah, they would be. They'd be like, it's the return of the king. He's come I, back to us. <laughs> I could see them applauding mouth pee out of the sheer bravery for it, though. Like, what crowd am I getting here? 
You know, it, it just says a crowd you do not know. Is there a mixture? Is some like, diversity in the crowd? Is some gamers in there? Like, what are we talking about? Because it all depends on the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Because if if mm. you know, <laughs> there's very easy things you can you can you can dial in depending on the crowd. You know, they're holding you up, a lethal crowd. What about you guys? No, oh, I do Metal Gear lore. Yeah, I knew he was going to say a, that. You get an applause. You think you get applause for that? I think I, yeah, it's it's happened before, right? At like a con. I I am uh, sure. Yeah, I I feel like like I I could I could give that to any crowd and and still get it. <laughs> Combinis. You talk Combinis. about Combinis. Combinis. I reckon mm-hmm. I could talk about Combinis for thirty minutes. Easy. Mm-hmm. I could rank all the different beers at the time. I could rank all the different pastries. Okay. I could officially make the Combini hierarchy list. You of think course, so? Family Mart is at the top. Why is Family Mart at the top? Why is Family Mart at the top? Dude, yeah. I'll tell you. Well, they have the for starters, easy. They have the best iced coffee blend out of all of the major. And, and Lawson's coffee doesn't stack up? No, it doesn't. Lawson's coffee, even though Lawson's is a solid second in terms of the Combini rankings, their iced coffee is easily a third place. <laughs> I think you're just just bringing some some uh, uh, subjective biased logic into your tier list. The science has been proven. The science has been pro- also family mart best croissants easily, best French pan, both the chocolate and the chio pan, easy. Okay, easy, but easy, which easy. which store is cleaner? Usually family mart, and then Lawson. 7-Eleven is like that weird <laughs> like remnant of America, so it's kind of yeah. dirty. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> a little weird. Best yogurt, Lawson. Easy. Best yogurt from Lawson. Greek yogurt pot with like, uh, you know, dried fruit and nuts in its own little container on the top. Whip open that bad boy, pour the fruit and nut on the top, and then, you know, scoff away. Delicious. Well, well, what, if, what, if, what if you don't need food? What if you need like hardware or office supplies or cleaning products? So this is a Wendy's and you're in the wrong store. Mm. I mean, I'm just thinking 30 minutes. You got to keep keep the audience up for 30 minutes or else your life is on the line. I can start ranking all the beers in Lawson. Like Lawson, easily best lagers. Like best craft beers as well, usually. Family Mart, surprisingly weak. On par with 7-Eleven, which also, considering you know it's a remnant for America, doesn't have that many options in the beer department. I mean, you get all the typical Asahi and the Sapporo and the Kirin and the Green Labels. Nobody wants any of that bullshit. People want the Yoni Yonas, the Suyobi no Nekos. They want the little Freg. Lawson has its own craft beer. (laughs) Lawson has its own craft beer. This like They have a partnership with like this frog-looking company, right? They sometimes have the Kyoto Brewing Company and you get pale ales, IPAs, gold ales, red ales, brown ales. It's good stuff. I think I could do this all day. Easy. I still feel like like every 30-minute talk begins with a short history lesson at the beginning. Do you know a bit about the history of the major konbini chains that you could use to intro? I can tell you how many konbinis are in Japan. Y- you just know that? Yeah, 33,000. How do you just know that? I like konbinis, man. <laughs> I've done some reading. Wow. They're really good. Dude, they're amazing. They they're are the amazing. best reason to live in this country. It, Hands it, it really is. It really is. Every time I think about Japan, I think about the convenience and yeah. how convenient they, those things are compared to fucking gas stations and shit. Most recently, Family Mart, they have a plain crispy chicken. So like a batter fried crispy chicken. 
not Famichicky. And they have a plain version, which is lovely. And they have a habanero version that is mwah, delicious. Better than Chick-fil-A. Yeah, dude. I would probably do a, a Twitter ad set with, um, but it has to be like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be like Seinfeld. What's up with those Twitter ads? You know, <laughs> I opened up my phone and there's a guy touching some booty. Why I got a pee in the mouth? <laughs> Why I got a pee in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. George, I swear to God, if you name this episode "Pee in the Mouth," I swear to God, I'll kill don't, you. Don't, don't, don't be tempted don't by do it. that. Don't do that. I named it after something from the Intel bleep uh, gaming gaming options. Always screen. with the weirdest reference that have nothing to do with the episode. Most <laughs> <part>. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get those clicks, baby. <laughs> gotta get those. Oh my god! What clicks, George? I think I think we'd all do well in the in the thirty minute. If you're not allowed Metal Gear, what would you do? In fact, George, you're not allowed to do a game or ancient Greece. What would you do? I think I would uh, start talking about the history of Gamergate. I could go. I could. Oh, that would take you... thirty minutes. No, oh, that would no. easily take thirty minutes, and and I'd I'd get an applause because I'd be really good at summing up something beautifully and succinct. And I I totally could go on without even having to think about it ahead of time. I I could just spew. Well, that I don't know whether it would get an applause. But if I just had to think up of something off of the top of my head that could fill up 30 minutes without me having to plan it out. Mm, maybe. Nick B says, if we were to pitch a spinoff of the podcast called Mom and Sons, what would it be about? Ooh, ooh, finally, we'll have a woman on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, have we have ever a had a woman on this one? Well, not the TOVG, but this one. No, and it is something I've brought up multiple times. <laughs> I'm really like worried about that. Actually, it's a constant issue here. We have to have. Yeah, is that is that sending the wrong message? <laughs> we we are planning it. Yes. I, 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 I worry with the Send name like Dad creators. and Sons. Yeah, do yeah, 100%. Actually, what Matt said. like We don't have creators. guests that often, and yes, I think we've had an oversight, for sure. A failure on our part. But we are going to change that. So that would be a start. So why what I'm interested in is why Nick has said Mum and Sons are not Mum and Daughters, is the idea of this show, it's like, Mum's giving advice to Sons. Or George being the mom. George is our mother. If George was a woman. I can see it. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it would be that different so much as uh, I would just have a more... more. Do you reckon more, you'd be a motherly mother? Feminine flavor. Oh, oh yes, totally. A very, a very nurturing, caring that. one. <laughs> you'd cook for us. That's a good start. I, I'm, I'm getting weirder and weirder the more and more I think about it because at some point you have to... Would like... you let me and Matt play out after the dark? Yeah. I it depends on how old you are. Uh 12. Uh you're allowed <laughs> to stay out till like 10:30. Hey, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Better than my mom. Yeah, it depends on what year if it was the winter, no. But in the summer in the UK, daylight savings, it's still bright outside, totally fine. Maybe maybe like like 13 to 14, I'll I'll just stop caring about that and and hope for the best. Would you allow us to play video games? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just allow you to completely rot your brains with it, actually. I, until you <laughs> grow up to be a, 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 a YouTuber with <gasps> a right-wing political channel. What? Yeah, what would you do if you caught us posting horrible comments on people, on, like, YouTubers? Uh... I, I would uh, sue Facebook whenever you get your inevitable ban and use it to start your Patreon-supported YouTube channel. The money we could make from manufacturing outrage together, I'm telling you, kid, that's one of the few reliable career paths we have left. Yeah, so Mom and Sons would be a bad advice show giving you the wrong advice for today's era. It would be about fostering dysfunctional personalities okay you just want to leave it like that i think that this would be a podcast that would include discussions about internet uh radicalization and, and internet community development so that it would be a podcast about how to turn a normal kid on the internet into a raving lunatic when they grow up wow Okay. Wow. It would be about what what Very forums uh, the kids need to visit to learn all the wrong facts about World War II history and, and whether or not the planet is round. It uh, would include instructions on uh, how to how to make sure they never leave the house. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Sounds like a good spinoff. Make it. Yeah. <laughs> you have our blessing. Yes. I don't know if I want to be the sons of that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey says, is there a game that makes you think of a particular person anytime you play it? Hmm. Mm. Uh, I have played some games in front of some people whose memories are associated with those games. Yeah. Th yeah. There's definitely a group of people like my buddies from university and stuff. Yeah. Like, like there's some multiplayer games like uh, like I, I don't think I'll ever play Soul Calibur six without thinking of you, Liam. Yay. Me kicking your ass. Mm -hmm. I like it. Oh, I'll never play dive kick without thinking of you, Matt. Ooh, yes. Or Street Fighter Alpha 3. Yeah, I definitely... It's weird. Fighting games, I think, are the ones with the strongest merit. Like Street Fighter yeah. 4 with my buddies Alan, Sean, and Taran yeah. in university. Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom with those guys. Mario Kart with those guys. And then, like, Smash with my team here, like, on Scrappers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. And every Smash installment has, like, yeah. a particular group I remember it by. Um, yeah, multiplayer games, I definitely think, you know, local multiplayer, of course, you're always going to associate with someone else if you play enough with them. Um, there's not, like, a game, you know, like, a single-player game there's, uh, that I think of someone else, I don't think. I think of friends I've played through in front of before. Come to think of it, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1, I think of my college roommate. Metal Gear Solid 2, I think of my dad. Metal Gear Solid 3, I think of one of my ex-girlfriends. Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> I don't think of anyone besides my own depressed self. <laughs> That's perfect for Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, I remember I remember a, a, a fan I had a discussion with after I beat that game. Yeah, I, I, re I remember one of playing with one of your fans for Peace Walker, and that was the worst. Yeah, you definitely don't forget. Scum. It. Wait, scum. no, I mean, <laughs> he was scum. Not to say all your fans are, but that guy was particularly scum. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt. I'm pretty sure you agree with me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would say for um, no, like, like I'm shocked for Halo and Halo Wars. A good friend of mine, Edwin. Uh, it's just stuck. I remember buying 
the Halo version of the Xbox 360 and playing through Halo 3 and then playing Halo Wars after co-op. And that shit was, it's like stuck in my brain. Yeah. Whenever I see the intro story materials for Link's Link to the Past, I remember the kids I was playing that game with at the time in the 90s. But not the rest of the game, just the intro story. I think about the game director when I play uh, A Way Out. (laughs) (laughs) I think about me and Pat just fucking railing into the guy as we play the game. (laughs) And then then you think about It Takes Two and you're like, damn. And then then he had the last laugh. Yeah, (laughs) we we think about A Way Out as we played It Takes Two and we're like, got you in the end. (laughs) What team did he have behind him? Because there's no way. Someone had to keep him in check. There's no way. There's no way. I have to know. I have to know. Oh, that was, it was just unappreciated genius. And, you know, I had the foresight to see it ahead of no, time, right? It's yeah, completely yeah. two different games. They're, they're, sure, A Way Out and Brother Two Souls. I, I can see that climbing. I can see, I can see that stepping stone. But It Takes Two is completely out of his league. Unless he just had some super training from, like, some super god, like, design god. And, you know, had this incredible vision. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the team around him was really good, too. If 20 years from now, your kid dusts off, it takes two from the attic, and uh, you're like, oh, I remember this game from 2021. Are you going to be thinking of Pat, or are those memories just going to get fade away like tears in the rain? Yeah, I'll, th- I'll think about the people I played it with, for sure. And that way they'll never die. Yeah, it's a co-op game. Like, it's it's hard not to. Like, they... The people I played with yeah. complete, uh, play completely different. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if like I'll be able to play a Snipperclip sequel with a uh, with someone without having to be heartbroken over my ex. <laughs> 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 nope, that's stuck in there, bro. That's therapy Literally. worth going w- worth going to. What if you can't play a new co op game with a new girlfriend because it's your old girlfriend's co op game, <laughs> like? Well, you you can make new memories. Like, I oh, mean, that's that's you, our series. You, you got to separate them, you know. The art from the artist. You get you got to make new memories and better memories. Yeah, especially like with music. You know, you oh. can't just have like these memories Oof. attached to. Yeah, I know. I that's know. a that's a oh that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like that's you just gotta one. you just gotta you know enjoy the music for the music sometimes too. That's how you know you're truly, like, you know, getting better, moving on, stuff like that. So let's move on to to our last question for the week from Mr. Bubbles. Uh, Dad and Sons. a lot of questions today. I believe that video games share the most similarities to theater and would be the most fun to adapt there. There are Resident Evil and Nier stage shows in Japan, so if you could have one video game be converted into an epic opera performance or a Broadway showstopper, what would it be, and how would you do it? It's gonna be Metal Gear. Metal Gear 3. <laughs> Just fucking dialogue for days, and then the CQC fight between boss. Metal Gear should go to Broadway, man. It should go to Broadway. Yeah. It should make it a musical. Just that. Metal Gear musical? I would love to yeah. see the dances 
that the cobras would do like like the fear would just cartwheel across yeah, the stage yeah giant cardboard box cutouts of the shagohan and everything <laughs> hell yeah dude there's all sorts of fun tricks they could do with camouflage and lighting on the stage dude you could have fuck yeah the, the end hide behind a bunch of scenes a fun play with ghillie suits like like some trees on the stage with people sneaking in and out of them the camouflage aspect of Metal Gear Solid 3 could bring a whole new dimension to the stage hands who are running around setting stuff up and tearing it down as the show goes on. Damn. Kingdom Hearts 3 would probably be good. Why for the stage <laughs> show in particular? <laughs> the silence speaks you know, for itself. Because I know, I know that it's, it's a complicated, long, no, no, uh, hell detailed no. narrative. Hell no. That game... Hell no. I would like a Yakuza 7. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you could totally do that. Oh my god. RPG battles would look real cute. Yeah. <laughs> it would hit pretty good. Do the combat. A smaller version of that <laughs> on, on the stage. Yeah. It would hit pretty fucking good. Ooh, I got one. Uh, any of the Paper Marios. Really? But they, they have to bounce on, on the head, right? Well, they're kind of produced with a... Just giant trampolines everywhere. A, a stage motif to the, the visuals and the depth. That's two on the nose, I think. I, yeah, I, there Ooh, is a effect. Nintendo Land. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess, but, but Mass Effect doesn't... Begin the main menu screen with curtains rising. <laughs> I mean, what dumb shit could you do? You could make a Dark Souls, I guess. You could do the the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI. You could do that. I'm trying to think what it would be dumb, but like you know the SpongeBob one that obviously <laughs> is really famous and people think is really good. I'm trying mm. to think like that dumb, but that has the potential to be really good. Undertale would be good. The music yeah. works really nicely. Yeah. And like imagine the bullet hell sections where somebody's just on stage dodging stuff thrown by the crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to do some audience participation gags because it's an interactive medium. Like a pantomime. Mm. He's behind you. Do you guys have that in America? Uh, sometimes uh, there's sure. Rocky Horror. Um, but it is rare. Can you imagine Gears of War on on, on in a theater? <laughs> People getting squibs. And then it would be like a, <laughs> a, a guar show. That'd be cool. Yeah, a really bloody game would be great. <gasps> oh, no more heroes. No oh, more heroes Lord. would be a really good one. Oh, man. Just Travis right. touchdown talking with all the different assassins in different scenes and then finding them like, oh, that would be good. I'd, I'd watch that. So We're missing the obvious choice. Pokemon. And then people can play. People can play the Pokemon. It could be on all fours. Switch plays Pokemon, <laughs> but the audience in the theater. Pikachu! Pikachu! You see a man in the fetal position. Pikachu! Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it wouldn't be Pokemon. It'd be Nexamon anyway. Oh, my God. And someone's carrying the lightning every time Pikachu <laughs> yeah. does, like, thunder <laughs> like shaking it around. <laughs> Illegally distinct Mon. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. I'm wondering if a lot of stage shows have incorporated a kind of death stranding audience voting system where where if everyone mashes the like button on their cell phone, they change something in the stage show. Dude, death stranding will be performance art, man. You just see ladder yeah. man just Yeah. Just... It wouldn't it wouldn't happen in a theater. Death stranding as a piece of interactive theater would be some weird guy on the interstate. Like, like s- s- someone would, as performance art, run a string of rope from one side of the country to another on the interstate, and that would be Death Stranding as a, as a performance theatrical thing. Yeah, yeah. And they would be naked. <laughs> they would naked man <laughs> dropping a pair, a, a string of rope from from city to city, holding a at, fake baby as- attached to him. With like court. like a, a PR crew following him, making a documentary, and it's six hours long. <laughs> it could, it would absolutely happen with people voting on their cell phones on whether or not he's allowed to sleep that night. <laughs> Holy shit! There's yeah. If we actually, if we do extend the umbrella past the theater into just weird performance art, like remember when they sacrificed the goats to promote God of War Two? Oh, there's God. so many things we could do, guys. Wait, what? That's a thing. Wait, what? It's from like like E3 2005 or something. It's, this was goats? old, and I think the goats were already dead. But wait, w- there were real goats. Sony set up some kind of edgy God of War PR uh, trade show event where they they chopped up goats on an altar for God of War. Oh boy. Those were the days. There were pictures on Kotaku of like a confused, dorky looking man in a toga covered in blood with like a poster for God of War behind him. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you Googling it's a, it? It's a real goat? God of War goat sacri- Yeah, there it is! 2007! Alright, I was a couple years off. But yeah, that that this is a thing that happened back in the day. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. This was when they were phasing out booth babes, too. It was a different time, kids. Oh my god, yeah, I remember when that existed. Just a different time, at all. Well, they still exist, just, just in a different different way. So, you know, if your imagination seemed limited oh. with regards to things you could do by performing video game bullshit in the real world. Do not let your brain stop you because Sony's Sony's marketing department from 15 years ago didn't let theirs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I guess that'll be the last timestamp on the document is. Yeah, there he is. He's in like a fur apron with the goat with Oh, God, it's, like, censored and pixelated. This episode is the reason why we don't have women creators. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we have, we've had goat sacrifices and all manner of other stuff. We scared away we both are, the booth babes and the goat sacrificers. We're not going to be around much longer, I don't think, guys. <laughs> no, no, this is it. This is it. This is the last episode. And I think it's all because of Nexamon. I think it's Nexamon's fault. <laughs> if you would like to get us in Twitter trouble, 
Uh, no, George, stop. <laughs>